Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm playing Gashana, the Immolator. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm playing Omid, the Mage. I'm Nathan. I'm playing Rao, the Battlemaster. My name's JD. I'm the Dungeon Master for this game. This is ChimeraCast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. Feel free to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ChimeraCast. When we last left off, you three had entered the domain of the, the dimension of Ypsilanti. You had explored a little bit and found the resonant chamber, which dealt some harm to you guys. But then also, Omid, you had meditated a while within it. And you got a middling result, I believe, on the uh, on the roll. Yeah. You had emerged from the resonant chamber, much delighted on kind of f- figuring out you think what it meant. Gashana, if I remember right, you had grabbed the mirror that was sitting within it. Yeah. But then couldn't figure out what it was or right. did. Right. Right. And then you had kind of discussed the possibility of going to another part of the outer gardens of the dimension to a point that had four very massive spiraling pillars with a roof over the top of it. And that was about it. So in out in the sort of grounds of the dimension, we've been to the echo chamber thing. We're going to this temple, and then there was like the moat and a big mirror, right? Yeah. Am I missing anything that was out in the yard? There is also a large fountain like structure. Ah, oh, I yep. had forgot I had okay. forgotten the fountain as well. Yes. With rushing water. Is that why it's loud? Yes. Great. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a waterfall pretty much throughout the entire garden, so you can hear it. Other than that, there are random, you know, shaped hedges, decorative plants, wreaths, ivy kind of crawling around, plenty of statuary. I mean, were you walking to the... I believe you, I was I think you were leading us way. to the gazebo. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. enthused. You have, yeah. yeah. Let's continue on from there. Yeah, fantastic. So you head towards this gazebo, which is around the back kind of side of this, so you have to cross over the seemingly sluggish water that leads into the moat that surrounds the dimension. Mm -hmm. You head over this kind of arched bridge. It's made of stone and is carved. Like pretty much every surface of it is carved with some sort of decorative flourish, you know, little stone flowers, faces with like kind of a joyful look. The kind of gazebo sticks out above everything. It's uh, about 40 feet high. It's massive, right? On these big, huge pillars. You feel very small as you keep approaching it. You can't actually see the entrance of it because it is completely protected by hedges mm. that are grown up. So this path seems to like kind of meander through these gardens and seems to kind of lead around the side of it. But as of right now, there are hedges in your way. When you say lead around the side, you mean like the path goes parallel around the gazebo or does it yep. go into it? Okay, cool. Yeah. If we follow that path, does it like just do a circuit around the gazebo does it ever yeah i mean if you guys are just walking around it Mm -hmm. you're going to come to uh, a place where the hedges are broken and you can kind of enter into this like uh, this area with the gazebo but standing outside of that is a human figure 
They are holding what looks to be a, a sharp blade of some kind, and they are standing there, kind of looking up at the sky. I think that we are walking around for a minute, and we get there. They they don't notice us coming. This fi- this figure. No, they don't seem to at all. And I think that we're the three of us are are silent. And Rao is going to look at the two of you and shush with his finger and like motion for you two to back up. I think we silently ascent and creep back a couple of steps. Yeah, probably like around the corner. Yeah, just out of sight, but still, mm-hmm. like, we can peek out and see, but maybe we're mostly obscured around the hedge. Hale, what is this place? They don't seem to react to you at all when you speak. Do they, they don't do anything? No, they don't, like, turn to look at you or whatever. You're still a good distance off. I'm probably, I mean, if, if you guys had just gone around the corner, you would have seen this figure standing there. There's probably another good, like, 50 feet or so before oh, you. Okay, I mean, I'm speaking loudly. Yeah, that's what I figured, but I, no, they're, they're not reacting. I'm just letting you know. They are definitely, are they human? Are they alive? They, they appear to be human. Are they breathing? Uh, you are too far away to tell. I'm getting closer. When, at what point? At what point do things seem to be? These are the questions that I have. I'm moving slowly, but sure. do, do they ever react to me in any kind of way? Sure. As you are making your way forward, you're not going to notice breathing first. What you're going to notice is that their skin appears to be gray. Is this a statue? It doesn't appear to be a statue. It's wearing like normal clothes. It has kind of a robe on. Can you hear me? Yeah, it doesn't react at all. Still just staring vacantly up at the sky with this blade in its hand. I mean, I'm getting pretty close to it now. Any sign of life whatsoever? No, they're not breathing. They don't seem to be moving at all. It's a figure of a man. I mean, you wouldn't know, but I mean, out of character, right? This is a golem, (laughs) but it's a golem wearing clothes and it does not appear to be reacting at all to you. It's kind of standing just off the path and there are some branches or some leaves I guess I don't really know what hedges have. There's fuzzy bits of hedge around its feet. Is it real? Is it is it huge then? I guess I misunderstood that. It appears to have a physique. You can kind of see a shoulder that's exposed and it looks jacked, but it's not larger than life, no. It, it, is it It's hu- human-sized? Is that what Human-sized, okay. yep, and human-shaped. <laughs> In fact, meticulously detailed. The only thing that really seems unnatural is that its its skin is obviously made of stone, but like it has eyebrow hairs, you know, but uh, its eyes are lavender stones set in there where it's like irises would be. Has it moved its eyes from the point that it's looking at up to this point? No, it appears to be totally unaware of your approach. I'm going to attempt to lay a hand on its shoulder. Okay. Do I mean, if, if, if it doesn't respond to that, like somebody, you know, getting that close to it or touching it, then I do that. Go ahead and give me uh, Defy Danger plus Wisdom. I like Wisdom. It's an eight. I'm in cautious mode, so I get a plus one to Defy Danger. But Sure. Yeah, I like that. It kind of jerks its head a little bit, and it turns towards you. But other than that, appears to have no reaction. Can you speak, friend? It's almost like it's looking through you. It's hard to tell because it's a statue, so it's kind of weird anyway, but it doesn't seem to still be aware that you're there. What's the weapon that it has? The blade? It is a curved blade of some sort. 
probably a good foot and a half long. Okay, no, it's that's fine. I am not alone. May we enter? Continues to look through you. I'm going to walk past it toward the entrance of this place. You pass between the two hedges. What are you two doing? I assume you guys are kind of poking your head around or something yeah. to keep an eye on this. Yeah. So I want to know what you guys are like saying to each other during this whole scene. Uh, perhaps we were worried about nothing. Perhaps it is a man that's been driven mad by this place. I could see the truth in that. I suppose we should make our slow approach. Were you speaking loudly enough that we could hear what you were saying, Rao? You guys are, I think, a good ways feet. away from us so now. Probably I was, I was trying to converse with this thing. It wasn't having it. So yeah. No, no, I don't think mm-hmm. so. But we did see you put your hand on its shoulder. Yeah, I think you. I think you guys probably. saw the lack of aggression. Yeah, yeah. that's a, the lack of mostly anything. You know, there doesn't seem to be anything to worry about. Still, best to keep our eyes sharp, shall we? We shall. I think we make our way over to the statue, and again, stop. Probably s- slow our pace. Yeah, as we you guys slow our pace. As you guys come around the corner, it appears to be looking directly at you. A bit unnerving. Gashana keeps walking, but like a kid, like a teenager with weed around their parents, like tr- sp- conspicuously trying to keep be chill. Yeah. <laughs> how specific? <laughs> but how universal? Oh no, I totally, <laughs> you know? I totally get it. You're you're using your sober voice and everything, yeah. right? Yeah. Like walking extra carefully. Right. How about you give me a defy danger plus charisma in that case? Okay. That's a 10. This doesn't bode well for the rest of the evening. No. <laughs> Just stabs you. Around. Yeah. yeah. It raises a hand up and says, hello. And then it pulls its blade up and cuts at this hedge and keeps trimming it. I love the comic like, <sighs> like exhalation. <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> Gashana turns back wide-eyed to Omid like, what the fuck? And then just like darts between the hedges. Great. You pass. No, no. Gashana, you walk past and then Omid, as you're kind of like, you, you know, you're the next approaching. And as you are kind of walking up to it too, uh, it's just going to look at you and it, it smiles and nods and keeps at its work. Omid gives it like a furtive returning smile, just like encouraging full of energy just like great this is great <laughs> all right very good so Rao, you were the first one past the hedges uh, what you enter into is beneath this gazebo it's these you know these four pillars it's not exactly a gazebo because it's very massive uh, we're looking at probably 200 feet across at this point from from side to side there is kind of a a descent of stairs that lead to a circular middle section, um, which is kind of up on a platform a little bit. So does that make sense? So the stairs go down, but then there's a lifted platform in the middle. It's a little bit Parthenon-y. Is that what I'm thinking of? Uh, Where the Greeks would sit and have, like yeah. they'd all sit on, like the stairs, if they were lined with chair or with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yep. So wait, there are stairs going down in. Yep. Okay. Into like a bowl and then there's... Yes. And then like, so the stairs are like this bowl and then the platform is probably at the same level that the floor is at, at the top of the stairs. Got you. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Are there stairs up the platform? No. Okay. Cool. Good to know. So yeah, Rao, you're going to be the first one to see this. You probably have a beat if you want one, but otherwise the the rest of the party is going to be there pretty quickly. What's growing here? The columns themselves are, are like, they spiral upward. 
and there are vines crawling up them, but outside uh, of that, there's nothing growing it's in here. Pre- it's pretty... It's, okay. yep, there are the hedges on the outside that kind of like close this area off from the, the rest of the of the yard, but there's no other like distinctive plants in here. Okay. No, I'm, I'm probably standing still waiting for them. Kashana, this is what I'm what I've been talking about. It's magic that's outside the eye of the self, outside of the ego. It seems to operate all on its own. It's amazing. Gashana gives you a pretty flat look. I'm afraid we're speaking two different languages here, Omid. I love that flag rejection. That's great. That's the your flag is tell me something you're passionate about so I can nurture it, right? I'm just gonna I like that. <laughs> you're just spiking that down, you're just like, no, not that. That's great. I didn't realize you were trying to tough shit. Well, you already there. did it. No, yeah, no, I, I don't think it would change my answer because, like, Kashana doesn't know Dick about magic. Well, S- really, not nah, dig into that, right? Yeah, you that's could still, you can still turn this into hitting the flag. I think if you were speaking two different languages, try to translate. Yeah, because I actually think it's yeah. a good character yeah. moment between the two, especially since yeah. Omid, you're you're actually like acting excitedly toward a person who you were pissed at. Yeah, a, a day ago. Yeah, exactly. No, it's that's the problem. It's it language is just a barrier between true communication. And it only takes one understanding the others or vice versa to allow a kind of commerce between them. This this type of magic, this is this is this is so much more than just one person acting upon another. It's speaking to something more universal. Do you not see that? I think I'm beginning to, like uh, hinting at the, the true heat at the center of a fire. Yes, and we have only been the flames and the embers on the outside, thinking that we understood in our way, but plunging further and further you see things burn brighter and hotter. Though there is always that danger that one can get burned, I suppose. Or that one may misunderstand what one thinks one does understand. Does that make any sense? <laughs> it's a little bit of a recursive sentence. Rao, you're there too, so feel free to get into this conversation. I was, I was imagining an extended promenade for a minute just, just to accommodate this conversation because I didn't want to interrupt. So we'll play with space a little bit. Keep talking. Cool. Maybe I'm wandering around for a minute. Okay. I feel like this place makes me think differently. Does that make sense? It does. This whole place seems like the puzzles that we were given as children in the king's palace to keep our minds occupied. I feel as though the secrets that we could uncover here could change the entire world. You you must keep digging, Omid. We came here for selfish reasons, but what we find here, we could bring a spark of hope not just to the elves, but to everybody, I think the world has fallen far looking at this place. Indeed, this world is something different. Don't you think, Rao? I think that you speak up and are saying that as I'm walking toward you. I'm. You I, hear it with remarkable clarity. I was just going to, yeah, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Even better, because I don't look too happy about this. What were you doing while they were having that conversation? I want to touch on you looking around this area. So the main thing here is this big this big bowl with stairs, which I'm I'm not going to walk down them, but is there any adornment to the this pillar in the middle of this bowl? So it's less a pillar, more a platform, I guess, right? It's a it's a 
a round cylinder that's quite wide across the middle of it. Not like a, not a small pillar, right? I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, okay, okay. So you're looking around. Just go ahead and give me a discern realities, I think. I'd like to get a roll on this shit. It's a nine. Nine. You have one question. What here is not what it appears to be, I think, is where my mind's at for this. That's, that's where my mind was, too, but I was like, what? Yeah, it's almost like what here is what it appears. So, you know, like, <laughs> it's more I just want to, to understand. I'm going to give you this. You're, like, looking around, and you're kind of looking down into this bowl and at this cylindrical platform in the middle of it. But as you're kind of walking and wandering, it's mostly shapeless from what you can tell. There's maybe some carvings, it looks like, on the, the side of this, this platform. But where you eventually look that draws your eye is upward. The ceiling of this covering dome is flat. And carved into it is a relief that looks like a strange kind of warped cityscape. Like you can tell that it's meant to be like looking down on a city from something or somewhere. But the towers shown there, the buildings shown there are twisted and strange and aren't recognizable as any particular form of architecture that you've ever seen. Granted, you're a desert people, so you probably haven't seen that much of grand cities. But nothing you've seen around this area has buildings like these. They're carved in and they're colored, painted. And then in the center of this, where these buildings seem to radiate out from, there is a hole. And so that's what is not what it appears to be. The hole? Like it's a Just the whole thing. Just the whole scene. The hole in this carving is a carved hole or it is a physical hole in the ceiling? It is a physical hole in the ceiling. Correct. Like a piece of it was taken out. Yeah. Okay. So I can see I can see the sky through it. Ooh, good point. No. <laughs> it's just not there isn't like a part of a of you know there isn't a statue there. There isn't stone there. There's just a black hole that you're looking up into. Good, okay. good point. Snapping back to reality. You two should keep it down. The last place we were at attacked us just for speaking. You're lucky the sentry let you by. He seemed perfectly pleasant to me. The that gardener? <laughs> that thing out there looked directly into my spirit and allowed me passage. Because you're not shrubbery. <laughs> Why would he cut you down? <laughs> I imagine JD's playing through all the different ways this scenario could have gone, depending on the roles. <laughs> where we're, di- where we're I, dead. I love just letting roles decide <laughs> how that goes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's my favorite, too. Oh, he's just a gardener. He saw my spirit. All right? Nothing like that looks into you like he does. It does. It knows that what we are doing here, what we are here for, is noble. That doesn't mean you can walk around speaking as loudly as you want. We need to be cautious here. We're in someone else's territory. Perhaps you're right. No matter how noble our intents, we are still uninvited guests. All right, but now, and Rao points to the ceiling, what do you make of that? I suppose we get this a similar kind of answer, even though I've I've probably have the I'm most gonna, city experience. I'm not going to make of, you guys discern realities on it. No, no, no. Yeah, but if somebody's interested in spouting lore on it, I might be open to that. That's where that's the only thing that I was trying to think of. If it's if it's actually something that I potentially could recognize, yeah, I would be 
landscape. I think that either one of you could have a valid go at that. I'll let Omid take the lead on this because I'm going to get out my torch and like get it lit and going. And then I'm going to try Lore of Flame. What what does that mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So when you stare into a source of fire looking for answers, roll plus whiz on a hit. The GM will tell you something new and interesting about the current situation. On a 10 plus, the GM will give you good detail. On a 7 through 9, the GM will give you an impression. If you already know all there is to know, the GM will tell you that. So I was going to let the light from this torch play along the carvings in the ceiling and see. It's like way up there, right? I mean, it'd be 40 feet above you. Yeah. And it's oh, daytime. It's right? daytime, so I don't know yeah. if you can get the licking it, of the flames yeah, it's up It's a there. little like shadowy in here, but yeah, I mean, it's not a torch is not going to get you up there. Okay. I mean, then I guess I'll just stare into the torch. So you guys tell me if this is, this seems fictionally appropriate to me, but maybe mechanically a pain in the ass. Go. So this torch that you've had for a minute, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. And also you went in the drink earlier. Yes. I don't know. It just seems like a wet torch. <laughs> and so I'm curious how you're lighting it. Because your, your previous stick and fire method might not be enough. All right. Is that fair to y'all? I don't know. It's not something we ever really talked about. And also, I don't know enough about how these things were stored. Right. I I would think that them getting wet would be something you, like, either either they waxed them or, like. My thought is only because it was a torch that was already pulled out. Oh, this is your torch from before. Yeah. Right. Oh, I actually, yeah, I kind of agree with that then. Yeah, because it, it would make sense to me. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to fuck up the rest of your gear or whatever. Right, like, right. But it just, like, you had a torch out and you fell in a river. Yeah, I was. I mean, because I was, I would think that they would, that you would dip, like an oiled rag on a stick in right. oil, in wax, and that would probably keep it. Right. Like, that's probably something you could have done or feasibly could have been done. But yeah, that makes sense. Is that this probably is the, all the oils probably washed or the rags probably are not even on there anymore. Okay. I I, I, I like the scene though. As I like the scene a lot. As you're going for the torch to maybe as your communal. Oh, I see. How you how you right how you think you can best maybe gather some information uh, while Omid just kind of s- stares like... Well, I think you guys are trying to do different things, right? Exactly, so yeah. So I like it. Yeah. So that and makes sense to me. Is there any... Like this guy, this statue gardener was trimming the hedges. Is there any dead stuff laying around, like previously trimmed? No, absolutely okay. not. I thought that's what yeah, that answer yeah, was. Well, yeah, walking through this garden, everything's fucking pristine. I'm going to think about it for a minute. Okay, cool. I th- I think Omid is taking in this cityscape. Yeah, go ahead and roll me a spot lore on it. Woof. That's going to be a six on spout lore. Do you have a book? Yes, I do. Let's make that a seven. Actually, I'll I'll take a use of a book. Okay. Got seven of them. Is that is that cool to do it after? We've never really run into this. Uh, I think it's fine. Okay. I think it's fine in a case like this where you're looking at it and you're like, I feel like I've seen this before. That's what I was going to, yeah. Well, and especially because we're not in like a time crunch or anything. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying to do this during a battle, it'd be a very different <laughs> I would, story. I, if I was spouting lore during a battle, something's gone wrong. <laughs> 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 so, on a spout lore through seven through nine, I give you something interesting but not necessarily useful. You recognize that this is meant to emulate, it's a little like impressionistic. You know, uh, it's a little, it's a little German expressionism for you. The painting itself, yeah, and yeah. The, and the carving or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. But this is clearly meant to indicate Cyclopean architecture. Mm. Go ahead and, and uh, name me the book. 
that you would get that information from. How about a, a brief history of structures and architecture? So it's essentially a book about ruins, right? Mm-hmm. I like that. And if I may, like their in potentially their influence on modern architecture, right? Sure. Cool. Yeah. That. Uh, so Cyclops. Kashana, did you uh, come up with a solution to your damp conundrum? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Didn't mean for that one to stump you. Uh, yeah, all I can think of is just either summoning my flaming brand or pulling out another torch. So Both of those seem reasonable to me. I don't know if you can use your magical fire to do this, since that's already coming from within you. Yeah. Again, because I don't want that feedback loop of like... Right, I can, right. It's the same reason I don't want you to be able to control your own sword, because you're like, I make a sword, and now I control it, and now it's a dragon, and now it eats everything. Like, well... Right. Uh, But, I mean, there's also, right, right like, um, oil or other sources of flammable things that you could have had in your adventuring gear too. I mean, anything mundane's open, but if you just want to have a second torch, that's fine. Right. suppose if you had oil feasibly, you could make a second torch. Yeah. And still have some oil. Or rather, relight the first torch, is what I meant. Yeah, I'll say that I have some oil. I like that. And just use it to, like, basically fix the torch that I have for yeah, right now. Yeah, you're going to, like, pull some cloth off your shirt or something. Yeah. Wrap it around. Cool. And yeah, you're definitely not going to use all the oil to do that. You just have you have additional oils. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So I get this torch going, and I'm going to stare into the into it. Cool. Go ahead and roll your move. Yeah, I'm gonna pay for all this later. That was a 13. <laughs> Dang. All right. So on a 10 plus, what does it do for you again? On a hit. The gym will tell you something new and interesting about the current situation. On a 10 plus, the gym will give you good detail. And I'm sort of looking for information specifically about this gazebo temple thing. So I think as you're staring through the fire, you're like staring. Here's how I'm picturing the scene. You're staring like through the fire down at the platform, right? And kind of looking around this scene. Uh, yeah. You see a sort of magical thread leading from part of the carvings in the platform tracing up like a spider web up into that hole and so from what you can tell from here there are like geometric so the most of the carvings are i'd describe them as maybe art nouveau they're very like naturey uh they're very flourishy very curved right but the part that seems to be like almost glowing in your fire are angular and these are the carvings that are on the, the like, podium area? Yes, on the, the platform. Plinth? Yep, yep. Okay. You're basically, like, seeing a, like, if you ever take an art class and they, like, make the shapeliness into, like, angles and stuff and show the importance of the angles. You're, like, seeing someone analyze that as they, like, yeah. dampen out the back and, like, see how it's actually the vision, like, the sight line of this person is actually angular. Like, stuff like, like you're seeing through the painting into yeah. its angularity. Yeah, yep. basically, that's exactly cool. it. Yeah, I like that a lot. Never took an art class, but I worked with a lot of art majors who would talk to me about that. Is that good enough detail? Yeah, no, I think so. Okay. As, like, Gashana is sort of using this torch as almost a vector for seeing these patterns, she walks down into the gazebo towards the plinth. Omid, come look at this. Yeah, Omid's, like craned neck up at the ceiling and kind of sh- reference checking back and forth between the books 
as he like hurriedly follows behind just I think following more on the the whim of her excited tone than it were on any kind of like oh maybe he's figured something out just like oh yeah 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 let's do this <laughs> and then Kishana starts tracing the geometric patterns these are important I just don't know how as you trace one of them <laughs> <laughs> you turn inside out you exactly the gm the gm's favorite as you Morse. do that thing that was very innocuous you first hear like a voice emanate it fills this chamber it is in a language that i don't think any of you can understand it is speaking. I'm not just going to like. No, additional fire. I'm the Guado. I'm not doing it's that. Guado, everybody. Guado. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, yeah. So you're hearing this this uh, booming voice. It's, it's just the gardener. Get off my lawn. <laughs> that's all that's happening. But I imagine you stop your tracing because that would be yeah, yeah. a little unnerving. No, I don't. I think. Goshana stopped, but also Rao like went to grab her hand. Do you have any idea what it is you're doing? It's almost difficult mm-hmm. to hear each other over this voice, which continues to speak. It's still going? Yep. Oh, no. No. Maybe, maybe I need to just finish all of them? Or maybe you just set off an alarm. She keeps trying to push through Rouse, grabbing her hand to finish doing the pattern. Like I'm gonna let her. I'm gonna let her keep going for like a second to see what happens. I'm not like physically restraining you, but what happens as as she continues? Sure. Yeah, I think as you trace the the kind of next like angles, a crystalline structure is like lowered from that hole. And it begins like creeping down outside. It's almost like three spider-like arms like lower it down from the from the uh, from the hole. So it's sitting now. It like slowly kind of like gets there, but it's sitting about eight or ten feet below the ceiling, suspended beneath it by these arms. Kashana looks back at Rao and Omid and just shrugs. What's going on with this crystalline structure? Like, what does it look like? What? I mean, it's a crystal. It's just it's just like a big crystal. Yeah, you can kind of okay. see through it, but like it's hazy, you know? Were there more than one geometric pattern on this thing that I was seeing, or was it just like the one that had this No, there are, there are individual. They're all like right by each other, kind of, but you trace the first one, and now you're tracing another. Okay. And when you say spider-like legs... Is it like so many questions? <laughs> are these legs of crystal or are they like big hairy spider legs? Fair. <laughs> uh no, they they are I guess mechanical in nature, right? Like uh, they, okay. They, yeah. Are they, they kind attached? of unfold that's, themselves? That's not that much less scary, but <laughs> it is less scary than giant spider legs. Is there a mechanical spider up there? You can't tell. Okay. Gashana looks at Rao. What do I do? I have no idea. Keep going, I guess. We're this far. Is there anything else changing in this room? As of right now, no. Gashana finishes the second symbol. Yes. This crystal has stopped moving. It is suspended there in the air. 
I start the third pattern. Does it, the voice and everything keeps going? Yep. How far are you going on this bad boy? It seems like you're, you're chasing real slow. <laughs> so. I'm just going to, like, at this point, rip it off like a Band-Aid. Just <laughs> do, I finish the third one and then just go right to the fourth one. Okay, cool. As you as you finish the third one, a beam of light descends from the hole into the crystal, and a somewhat uh, ethereal giant stands on this platform, towering above you. It's about 20 feet tall. It is seems to be mouthing the same words that are booming over this area. When you say somewhat ethereal, you mean it has it, you, we can see it but it seems to have no physical presence. Or, uh you can kind exactly? of see through it. Okay. Yeah. What happens when I finish the fourth one? As you finish the fourth one, there are like more little beams that go into parts of this crystal and the room seems to fill like this platform and the areas around it, even around you guys seems to fill in with ethereal decorations, paintings, furniture, a window. How many eyes does this giant have? More, I guess more specifically, my question is, is this a Cyclops? (laughs) (laughs) It is indeed a Cyclops. (sighs) Okay. Uh, That's one eye for those of you keeping track at home. Have either of you ever seen such a creature? No. Yes, I have, but only in books. And this starts to confirm what I saw above in the carvings. I'm not quite sure. And Omid is like going towards some of the ethereal paintings, you said, and stuff hanging, and kind of like putting his hand through them. And it's just like... You can pass your hand right through it. It uh, seems to like stop on your hand. Like whatever color the you know the painting or the the couch or the window that you're like passing your hand through your hand reflects that color is it like putting your hand through a projector does it something like that yeah well i mean is it <laughs> but like magic and <laughs> no 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 uh cuz the way you would think of like a hologram is that you could you could pass through it and it would remain in one space but this is this is being broadcast from a central point Correct. so it stops and doesn't continue on through Correct. through okay yep that's exactly right okay is there enough detail in this to see what the paintings are of? Or is it just sort of like, there are obviously paintings here. There are obviously paintings. They're not particularly distinct. The figure seems to start walking and the scene changes around it. And a like massive throne kind of appears and passes to the center of the room. And the figure like sits on it. Yashan, are there more of those runes? I don't think so. When the Cyclops was speaking, did it seem urgent or worried, or did it seem more like a like a pronouncement or like thinking to itself? You know, just in the sense of like tone and It's a little difficult to tell because you don't understand booming. the language. Yeah, but I mean like in the sense of I feel like you could if nothing else, you can tell when someone in a different language is yelling it you know like are they yelling are they speaking are they i mean there's like they're talking to someone they're speaking okay cool like it's not like get out get out get out get out right it's also not repeated exactly yeah Yeah. that's that's something that's interesting to myself and omid because i think he he starts getting ideas about this being some kind of like memory stored inside of this crystal 
I was leaning much more towards communication device. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought it was captain's log. R- Rao probably doesn't think that, but that's what I thought this was. Oh, I since wait, wait, wait. Captain's Ipsil- log would be a memory. Yeah, essentially. Okay, yeah, that's what that's what I'm thinking as well. Sorry if that yeah, wasn't. Uh, oh, since Ypsilanti's like space and time guy, I was like, oh, maybe this is like a, a telephone to like a, when Cyclopses had kings and shit. Maybe. I think this is just infinitely interesting. So yeah, I think that Omid would would share those things with you and then continue to try and inspect things that are hanging around, watching what the Cyclops is doing on the throne, things like that, and probably urging you to maybe keep going because nothing seems immediately threatening. It seems like things are being unveiled. Now that Gashana has seen these geometric patterns in the fire, does she see any other like distinct patterns around this dais if she walks around it now that she knows what she's looking for? Can she see like repetition on other parts of it or? Nope. No. Everything else seems to be totally normal. Is there more than one entrance to this place? No. You said there's no way up onto the dais? I mean, you could probably climb your way up. There, I just said that there aren't stairs up to it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try to climb up on the dais. Gashana has traced all of the patterns that she has available to her on yes. this level. Great. Okay. Wanted to make sure. I think you can probably just climb up it. I don't think okay. I'm going to have you roll for it or whatever. As you get up to it, the same thing that kind of happened when Omid was running his hands through it, this image seems to stop on you, reflect off of your skin, show up on you. And is he on the dais? The Cyclops? This, this Cyclops? Yes. Or is, okay. And the entire scene changes. There are now multiple smaller figures, all Cyclopodes, Cyclopodes. They appear to be walking around a marketplace, talking actively with each other. Rao has walked up the stairs. Are you got, you're on the platform, Gashana. Mm-hmm. Omid, where were you? I'm sorry, just physically. I think I've gone up a couple of stairs because I was looking at different projections, like the paintings and things like that. Yep. So I, I think, I, if anything, I had made my way maybe uh, perpendicular to where we kind of, where the in, the exit and entrance is. So I'm kind of like off to the side, just kind of like investigating. Does the sound change when the scene changes? Ah, good point. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, sorry. You, I mean, you hear muttering and noises and occasional shouts. It sounds like you're in a market. But then you also hear these figures seem to be speaking to each other. Omid, glean what you can from this. I'm going to make sure we're not attracting too much attention. This is very loud. This is like Ryan to Zach. I guess not any in character, but would it be possible for you to cast a spell to un like comprehend languages? Would that be like with the in the wheelhouse? Mm, are of... you sure that that's Ryan to Zach? That's true. It could be interesting. <laughs> I I think it's more to have that conversation. I like it. That's interesting. Uh, get to that in a second. I'm walking toward the exit. Yeah, I'm just I'm just doing that. You guys can okay keep going, but Rao is moving toward the exit of this gazebo yeah i mean i think you can leave like they're they're spending time there right are you looking for anything specific i first and foremost is this making a bunch of noise outside you can hear it especially where you are but it appears that the hedges dampen it outside this so it can definitely be heard but not clearly it's very muffled is there any motion out here at all nope i mean you can hear the fountain and pretty much that that's it it's still that figure whatever it was it is no longer there 
the gardener. Thank God. The sentry, whatever you want to call it. I am pretty much making sure that nobody is coming in to fuck with us. So you guys mm-hmm. can do what you're doing. Rao is fucking terrified of this. So that's that's most of what I'm this made this whole thing makes him super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Souls of dead people just walking around. It's fucking weird. No, I I totally get it. <laughs> Omid, would it be possible does your magic allow you to uh, understand languages that you yourself don't? I imagine this is all being yelled, but for sake of audio medium, we're not going to yell it to each other. So, dear listener, just know we're yelling back and forth across a room and like a, what, a a 40-foot distance probably? Yeah. It is not within my speciality, though not totally outside the realm of what I could try and do. I think Omid gives one last look around to make sure there isn't something he's missing from the tableau at hand making sure that, that he can't find the answers to his questions in a different way. I think as you turn, a few soldiers walk past you, headed towards these figures in the middle. Mm-hmm. And Gashana, where you're at, a fight breaks out after some shouting heard in this scene. So wait, does it sound like a battle's happening in here? Oh, yeah, probably. You would probably hear muffled battle sounds. Rao comes running into the room. <laughs> Yeah, I think if the soldiers swept right by me, they would grasp my attention, and I would just kind of sit in awe and watch what's happening. You know, watch the spectacle as it, you know, uh, the rubbernecking, as it were, on the roadside as I'm watching. Are these soldiers like attacking these marketplace folk? The the people who were explicitly having a conversation in the middle of the market where Gashana was standing, right? So the market kind of fills this entire amphitheater, like this whole area around you. But the figures who were speaking to each other that you could hear kind of over everything else, they were in the center on the platform. The soldiers approach. There's some shouting, and then swords are drawn. Rao, you came running in. What do you do? I'm not sure. This is such a strange... Uh, so Rao comes careening around the corner into this amphitheater, and I think he runs with all the soldiers as they're running toward the center for a minute before he realizes that these are all just phantoms. And he, he slows his pace and then just slumps and drops to his knees and just stares at everything that's happening in the center. Omid's gone a little slack-jawed, like, just because there's actually, like, a kinetic energy. Most of it has been at the up to this point, a guy talking, a guy sitting on a throne, and then people chattering. That there's actually friction, I think, pushes everyone's attention toward it to see what's going to happen. Because at a certain point, we are still disconnected from this scene, right? We haven't been thrust into it in any immediate way so i think we've be- we've become the passive observers to see how it concludes itself gashana this fight is taking place right around you swords are flashing i think much like omid there's a bit of utter awe but she stumbles back and out and i think she sort of like falls on her ass off this podium because it's like uh i don't know like if you took somebody from the middle ages and plop them down in the middle of like an IMAX movie. It's like, I have no idea how to even process that this is happening around me. There are, I mean, uh, stories of people going to movies and running, screaming out of them. They were terrified. Granted, we have, we all have some experience with magic, so we can probably grasp it a little bit better. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really like that scene of you falling off of it. Probably as like a sword comes at you or something, right? You like yeah, 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 right. The, the fall back from it. Mm-hmm. I think we're all watching this 
scene. Grant, oh, you're oh you're writing GD. Sorry. No, you're good. Oh no, I was gonna ask you to. Cont- I'm curious what happens. <laughs> As the uh, the scene progresses, um, one of the figures who was in the market is killed by these soldiers. The other two, one seems gravely injured, and the last one throws down their sword. This entire scene goes dark. You hear like a drip, 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 and a kind of bluish scene fills the area. You'd appear to be in some sort of prison cell. One of the figures that you had seen earlier... Previously had been wearing lavish clothing, and now it's in tatters. They speak seemingly to themselves, still in this language you do not understand. Omid, are you going to... Yeah, I think I'm... uh, If I can't glean anything else, and especially if they're kind of monologuing to themselves in this prison cell, I think Omid is going to try and understand their language through mystical means. I don't think this falls within my my move set at all. All right. So it is really extending out. Yeah, you're going to take a minus one to it when you roll it. All right. Cast that spell. Oh, it's a 10. All right, cool. So you have to still choose, I think, one option. Um, Sorry, boys. I think this spell is going to have unforeseen side effects or consequences. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, It's a magic that... He's not familiar with. Well, I think it. I think it could sap his energy. I don't think that's super interesting because it's. I don't think this type of magic is really hard. It's just he doesn't know how to do it. I think it's. It's. It's like a. He turned the stereo too loud, <laughs> and other people heard it. Uh, then, then the like he blew out an eardrum, as it were. Because yeah, the spell won't last long. I guess I could do that, but I think unforeseen side effects and consequences is more narratively interesting is that the one it affects more or less or no that's a different one okay more or less unforeseen <laughs> side effects or consequences take a minus one or it won't last long that one that one seems to kind of hit in a good way gives you some fun things to play with <laughs> so i'm not really interested in doing a one-to-one translation also i don't have the certain out great deal with it uh but we all knew that going into yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what's basically happening is this figure is like lamenting their their failure um to both like protect their friend, but then also they are lamenting the the death of many of their family members. They explain that they've been in this prison cell for many months since that scene in the marketplace. And they explain that like they're stoking their hatred for those that put them there. This is all kind of done in a literal monologue. Yeah. As people in prison tend to do. Since he can understand it, does this seem performative? That's interesting. The monologue appears to be addressing an audience. Yes. I'm cool with that. Interesting. When you say addressing an audience, I'm assuming you don't mean literally? If he's in a prison? Or I, think that there's, I think that there's eventually a line that kind of comes that is essentially like, listen to me, you lot. Here is what I promise, right? That kind of... It, this is a stage play. Wow. Great. They could be talking to the gods is maybe the implication or maybe to fate itself somehow. Does it seem it like with that, the kind of understanding of the performative nature of it, were people actually killed in the marketplace? I don't know if you would know. Yeah. But now it's like starting more to work with. It's starting to nag at him. I think is what he's really like. Because he was looking closely, but I mean, it's but like, it's also he, like he's looking for the wrong thing, right? It's like when you start looking for the seams, 
Sure. Yeah. Then you. How how familiar would Omid be with stage performance? Is my counter question. Oh, that's that's really fun. Well, I guess I guess counter counter proposal or question. Stage performance happens in I imagine the city, the great cities of the Shah. There was a stage performance in Luko. Yes. There was. Uh, sorry, I mean under under the Shah's rule, I imagine art is still allowed to flourish. Uh, yeah. The, the Shah. The, the Shah doesn't have a problem with art. Yeah. There's a whole city that's basically dedicated to art. In that case, I w- I would actually think that Omid is familiar because he, his father who was a captain in his later years, I think he would have at least seen some some aspect of performance in art in his youth, right? Just because he would have he would have gone to these things out of ceremony more than anything. Like he would have been someone in the nice seats seeing. All right, how about we make a deal? All right, I will give you essentially a free spout lore on this. You have to give me a pleasant memory of a time at the theaters that was rent from your mind as you underwent the transformation of training. Mm. Give me a memory that you don't have anymore that was violently taken from you. When he was younger, Omid always went with his father to these plays or any other kind of extravagant engagement that his father would have to go to. He found them to be a little bit stifling. At a particular play that his father loved because it had a certain bent of nationalism, Omid had wandered off to do what all young boys do, pretend to go to the bathroom and just wander off. (laughs) In that short time when he was outside of the theater, not seeing the end of the play where the hero slayed the giant monster and fought for his country, he made friends with a young boy who he could never be friends with because he was poor. They spent time together talking about how plays are stupid and that real heroes use their weapons and they drew small, I don't know, sticks or whatever they could get their hands on and pretended to cross them. How real heroes use their weapons to get whatever they needed. Whatever they wanted, we could have the world. Later, he would be uh, in steep amounts of trouble with his father. But that was a memory that he held on to for a long time that taught him about people and the strength of their will. And I like the point where when your master took it from you, you were left only with the memory of your father punishing you, but not the pleasant memory that made the punishment worth it. Yep. All right. This is actually a a play that is considered kind of a classic. Oh, it's Othello. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally trying to think of what Shakespeare play was. I was like, is there a planned coup in Shakespeare's repertoire? <laughs> uh, this is a, a, a play. It's kind of old, but it's called Cyclopean Echoes. It's about, you know, kind of a, a, a retelling of a myth about Cyclopodes that is ultimately, it's about revenge and ambition and eventually failure. So it's considered a tragedy and it's fairly well known and you probably wouldn't have placed it because I don't think it's very popular. It's something that maybe you would have studied had you studied at, you know, any place that does training on these kinds of things, but it wasn't like very well loved. I love that because it is actually the Shakespeare analogy of the histories, right? right. It's one of the histories where no one actually reads them and, but they're really good <laughs> and you should watch them, but they're, you know, they're just, hist- they're, they're more informative 
they're not Romeo and Juliet, right? Right. So yeah, and you probably didn't piece it together until you could start to understand what was happening, and then you're like, oh, I feel like I've at least heard this story before if I haven't seen it myself. There, he hit, he said something right. in the prison that was like a famous the line. Fr- yeah, the line, right? Yeah, he said that, the line. It's probably yeah. something that people quote without knowing what it's from. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Omid has been kind of thrown out of his element as he's tried to use his magic to tune his his senses towards this language he formerly didn't know. I just shake my head and give a laugh when the line when the line is delivered, recognizing the maybe the melodrama of it that we had we had at this point taken everything as fact and all of a sudden it recontextualized itself as a play. And there, there's just this out, this small chuckle, this small outburst, as Omid turns to the two of you. As you speak, you speak in the language that was spoken by this uh, in this play to your allies, rather than your own voice. So I will say on my end, it's a play. And you guys hear? Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. No, I mean, because Rao's just been goddamn traumatized. Ah. Uh... This is the unintended side effect or consequence. Yes. Cool. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And also, notice you don't think that you're saying anything strange to you. It, it seems That's normal. what I was going to ask yeah. as yep. well. Yeah. And it's not like I'm feeling my jaw saying my voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rao is sitting on his knees, like staring at the podium when you turn around and say this, Omid. And he looks at you very quizzically, confused, a little bit scared. What? It's a play. It's a play. <laughs> uh, did you never see him? I think even the laughter in this language is a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> Why would that be the case? But uh, it's great. <laughs> no, Rao, Rao looks at, like, it, it, the panic on his face is increasing exponen- exponentially as he, he crawls to his feet. Gashana, he's been possessed. And he, like, he just runs at Omid. And, like, I'm just going to straight up tackle you to the ground. Great. Omid just looks at you like, yeah, like he's not going to do anything because of who you are. We have a kind of close relationship. I think he's just going to, like, open his arms and, like, give you a look of a puzzled look. Like, what? <laughs> just because I want to inflict some drama into this situation. How about, Rao, you give me just a defy danger plus strength, I think, if that's cool with you. That's fine, You're yeah. trying not to hurt him, right? Right. Right. We'll get to what I think is happening here, but yeah, I, th- I mean, I think he's been possessed. It's a nine. Okay, I think that he tackles you and you are going to fall backwards down the stairs because you were partway up them, right? Go ahead and mark weak as the air is knocked out of you. Gashana, one of these spirits has entered his body. I would say, Gashana, you definitely recognize the language he's speaking as the one that was spoken, right? So Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we both would. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just clarifying that, like, it's recognizable as this foreign language, whatever it is. Could I tell whether any of Omid's mannerisms in speaking, like how he uses his hands, how he stands, had changed? Yeah, just give me a defy danger plus wisdom, I think. I don't want to have you do like a full discernment. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think it's necessary for what you're trying to do. It's a nine. No, you didn't notice anything that changed, but you hesitate. I'm going to take the 739 literally, 
Like oh, you react yeah. slowly, you hesitate, you flinch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Rao, you're still going to have control of this. I think, Ashana, you are kind of just paused and inactive as you are trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Can I, un- I can understand them, right? Yeah. I assume you can understand like everything. Yes. Yeah. Is, is I assume you cast understand languages. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you're understanding everything. The you know you didn't affect more than mm-hmm. you had planned. It's just there's a side effect which there's is just unintended on unintended consequence. Yeah. Yep. I'm not possessed. What are you talking about? I put my hand over your mouth and then I'm gonna try to wrestle like his arms behind his back. Like I'm obviously not gonna leave my hand over his mouth while I'm doing that. I'm trying to wrestle his hands behind his back and 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 tie them behind them. I mean, are you gonna let this happen? The weird thing is if it was Gashana, it would be a different story. But because it's Rao, who he likes and is close with, he's more confused to the point where I don't think he's like actively resisting, right? He's trying to just communicate with Rao. I don't think like I'd be like bucking this. I'd be like, what the hell are you? If if you want me to roll like an interrupt, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. But I don't think I'm like aggressively doing anything. I'm more just like maybe like fidgeting and like, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is like my arms. If you're trying to tie my arms right and you're saying like I'm possessed, like I'm just like, shut up. We're getting at the point where it's like this is obviously not a joke, right? Like, yeah, this, this could this could have been fucking around up to this point maybe. exactly and now it's just like what are you doing all you right know, yeah. i'm gonna here's the here's the angle i'm gonna take on this mm-hmm. omid i want you to defy danger plus strength woof and oh nope we're about to get better too here uh rao i want you to interfere woof so currently i'm at a minus two for those keeping track at home my strength is minus one and i am also weak so and then you know Interfere, fun times. Yeah, I rolled a a, a three. Oh yeah, I two. mean, I got it more than a, I got. I got a middling. I was mostly interested in like if you both got failures on that where that was gonna go. So that's that's where I actually wanted to sit, right? Yeah. So go ahead and mark your XP. Certainly. I think that basically you're just going to lose out on this and get bound up. You have rope, right, Rao? I we lost it earlier, but I have more. I don't see any reason why I would have one coil of rope. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and mark adventuring gear. For I, that I did already. Cool. We're good. Yeah, so that's gonna happen. It's gonna take a little bit of time because of the the fidgeting and the and the fighting back. So it'll be a little bit. You're not totally dominant in this situation. I think, Gashana, you've now kind of caught up to speed. You don't think that anything was strange about Omid, but obviously now you know there's shit going on. So it's hard to tell. What do you do? Rao, Rao, I'm not sure he's possessed. I, d- I don't think he is. You heard him. What do you mean he don't think he's possessed? What are these strange spirits that have been running around here decided they wanted to come back to this world? In the background, uh, our main character is being tortured. <laughs> what do you mean possessed? I'm not possessed. I'm probably yelling a little bit now as I'm bound. Well, you have to yell over the screaming. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you know about spirits? Admittedly, not much, but when I was talking to Omid, when Kishana was talking to Omid about casting the spell to comprehend languages, you weren't there, right? Correct. I was outside. Even if even if I were here, I'm not sure I'd put two and two together because this entire scene... And we've seen his spells have, like, vastly unintended consequences. Well, maybe not vastly, but, like... Uh, to some extent, yeah, I don't think there's been anything too crazy, but I think you're 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 still putting the pieces together. Yeah. I think it would be logical that you would maybe do so. I think when you were gone, 
I suggested to Omid to cast a spell to understand what these giants were saying, and I think something went wrong. I did say this is outside of my realm when, cause you asked me to do the yeah, magic yeah. and I was like, this isn't really what I do. So I think that would also tip you into like unintended consequences. He wasn't exactly comfortable casting the spell. Omid, if you understand me, nod. Omid nods frustratedly. Oh no, things not going according to plan. Yes, I'm not possessed. <laughs> I love just... <laughs> <laughs> So the demon understands you too. What of it? Rao, I don't think it's a demon. I don't think these are demons. She's gesturing at, like, the movie happening. For the record, these are, like, really obvious. Have you guys, like, in Futurama when they're dressing up like robots and they're just in, like, boxes with stuff? I imagine these are, like, these are costumes, right? Yeah. If they're not, it's fine. I don't, it, whatever. No, these are finely detailed, actually. They look like They're people. very good. They look I like a cyclops. Cyclo- I didn't mean that it was ridiculous looking. I just meant that it's... it's, These aren't actually... I thought this was like a Cyclop, like Cyclopean play that we were actually... That he had like recorded. No, this is a a classical human play written about Cyclopeans based on a myth. Oh, okay. Oh, that's fun. You know, (laughs) all of Greek theater. I don't know what you mean. With dudes with one eyes. Well, yes. yes. Yeah, the actors all appear to have one eyes and no, they don't appear to be... Just like in, they're not just like wearing a crappy cyclops suit. Oh, I meant, I meant from the from the point just of like view a of big the paper machine, like high <laughs> in the middle of their face. Well, I didn't mean they looked dumb. I meant like from the point of view of the camera, we can tell that they're that they're not real. But like to these characters, there's they they have no right. idea. Yeah, you would have would have never seen anything yeah, like yeah. this before. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. I think usually when this is done in the theater, they like wear makeup eyes on their forehead that like cover up like black out their eyes like you can see their actual like actor's eyes but it's like it's all eyelinered out basically like and and blackened so that it's they probably wear a small yeah a small chafe over top that where that hides their brow or yeah they actually they probably wear masks realistically but these ones have like yeah these ones are good yeah yeah. eyes he's not a demon row ask him something that only omid would know A, a yes or no question I I don't think he can... Rao looks at you like you're the dumbest person in the world. (laughs) As he begins to pick up Omid and walk up the stairs. Even if I were cursed, you wouldn't know what to do. Idiot. It's growing angrier because it knows we're onto it. (laughs) Oh, oh, yes. Oh, that's exactly what's happening here. You smart leader of our group you so intelligent mastermind what are you going to do about it huh oh he's going to stab me obviously that's the only way to get the bad souls out right master tactician oh my god and i try he's like laughing at the futility of trying to go <laughs> which i imagine his laughter you're taking is like witch's cackles these are witch's cackles right no, you sound r- legit scary, yeah. I bet. All right, you guys are leaving this area. <laughs> uh, the the sounds of the uh, play quickly fade. I don't know yet, but I've seen exorcisms before. They, we can get it out. We can save him. It'll be fine. 
does Kishana have enough magical knowledge that she would know whether or not these things will fade on their own over time? I mean, you could go for a spout lore on that, I guess, if you want to. It's a nine. If a possession is complete, it requires magical work. It uh, doesn't just fade. I oh, I didn't mean possession. Oh, right. I because mean, you, like, you're thinking about the spell that he... Yeah, yeah. Uh, they do, but they take time. They can sometimes take quite a while. So because Gashana is worried about what uh, Rao's idea of an exorcism is... <laughs> <laughs> You and me both. <laughs> Rao, among my people, uh, possession is not uncommon. I I know how to do an exorcism. I can I can feed whatever is inside of him to the flame, so to speak, to Karia Khan. Uh, but I need I need time to prepare and space. Rao, like, looks at you quizzically for a minute and just, what if it gets you too? You want me gone? I've seen these things before. What if it jumps from one body to another? G- Gashana looks at Omid <laughs> and just, like, I don't know. You're going to have to tell him a better lie than that. I guess he's a real discerning eye. Idiot. <laughs> Fine. Stick around. But just give me the time that I need to prepare. Where is a good place to do this? That uh, the big mirror that we saw was sort of in like an open garden area, right? Yes, it was pretty much cleared out because the the mirror itself lies on the ground. In the garden near the mirror. All right. And Rao begins walking, carrying Omid toward the mirror. For the record, I guess I never made this clear. He's not like, you're not like slung over his shoulder, Omid, or anything. He's carrying you almost like a baby. That's exactly what I pictured as well. Yeah. Like this, it's, for as rough as he was, like, you know, Securing you, he's been kind of gentle the rest of this time. And I totally had thought about complaining about it every step of the way. Okay. So you three are heading along this kind of meandering tile pathway toward the mirror? Yeah. All right. Is this path, is it like crushed rock or is it like no, it's stone? A, yeah, it's like mosaic tile. It's actually okay. quite shiny and decorative. Off to the side, is there some like open ground somewhere? You can, I mean, yeah, you're going to find clearing that's just, you know, finely kept grass with stuff around. But this mirror is, like, uh, very large and kind of dominates the middle. It's a big circular gold feature. Um, I'll point to a, an area on the tiles and put him, put him down there. Rao gingerly sets Omid in the grass. Now back up just a little bit. Kashana leans down to Omid and in his whispers in his ear, do, do you have any chalk? You're tied up, so you can't, like, reach for it. I also don't think I do in the sense of, like, I don't have adventuring gear. It doesn't say stuff about, like, ritual components or anything? No, I have an, I have, I have five dungeons. I have an indestructible arcane treasure with which I draw my power, which is the meteor. And then I have nothing. In that way, I think Omi just shakes his head no. And it's, I think he's projecting a little bit. He's like, no, like flipping his eyes back in his head. Kashana uses, like, puts the torch out, I'm assuming, or the torch is just like, like she's let it gone go out at this point and uses some of the blackened, like, soot from it to draw a ritual circle around Omid. And at this point, is this ritual circle in air quotes? That's what I was going to yeah, say. It's, oh, yeah. ritual it's a ritual circle. circle. Yeah. 
in no way, shape, or form is this anything magical. This is yeah. You have a super different kind of magic. So yeah, and but like I'm banking on the fact that Roud doesn't know that. And hey, you banked correctly. <laughs> <this time. laughs> uh, and like I put some like just random elvish script around it, and then I'm just going to start like. She sits down in front of Omid outside of the circle, like crisscross applesauce, because she saw somebody do that one time, and just starts saying things in Elvish, and is just waiting. <laughs> She's just gonna do that until Omid says something that is in like common. Oh my God, you are such an idiot, and I cannot. I hope that this is done quickly so that I can just tell you what a fucking idiot you really are. You have frustrated me beyond all measure. We are here in a land of infinite ideas and thought, and you're going to carry me like a child outside of the amphitheater. You're lucky there aren't people here. For the record, I think also, because you can understand Elvish, can't you? Is that is that how understand I'm, languages oh, work? probably. Uh, it could be. I'm so fine you're like with it. I don't, yeah. tomato sauce. <laughs> Red peppers. It's just saying recipe. You're just doing recipe. recipe. <laughs> Pepperonis, ham, Canadian bacon. I just, I would, I would. And Rouse just like, <gasps> shielding himself from the magical powers. <laughs> what's the closest? What, what would you, what's your monologue you would know? That's actually so, so good. What are you saying in Elvish? Are you just like, you know, are you naming your lineage? You know, uh, it's the when you're learning to sew, mm-hmm. and they they teach you to like saying to like remember the like stitch and cross and all that stuff. It's when she was like a servant, because like her people don't they like sew, but in a very utilitarian way. But when she was a slave in the king's palace in Jataka, it's what she was taught there, and so it was like drilled into her brain. And so it sounds in Elvish like this very rhythmic chanting. But it's really just like this is how just how you like so. You're just saying knit one pearl two knit yeah, one yeah, pearl Yeah, exactly. Two. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. What? Bas- what? <laughs> I think Omid looks to the side at Rao. Oh yeah, you're loving this, aren't you? Magic. It's magical. Look at you. There's just this visceral frustration from Omid. All right, I would like as good as this is, we have things to do. So, I would imagine that, Omid, you're trying to, like, will yourself out of this, probably. You know, it is your magic. You did cast it, blah, blah, blah. It would probably last for a while because you didn't choose for it to last for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. But it would make sense to me that you're able to kind of undo your own work here. So, how about you give me a Defy Danger plus Intelligence? Because that's how you cast stuff, right? Yep. Yeah. It's going to be a 7, 8, 9. All right. You're going to be able to get out of this, but you're going to take a minus 1. Uh, just forward to your next spell cast, I think. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine with me. I'm just okay. going right now. Because your normal like failure is minus one ongoing, right? If you choose, like it weakens you or whatever. So I think I like, until you like get a moment to rest, I like that you're just going to take a minus one forward because you kind of interrupted your own magic. Great. And this probably, I mean, this takes a while, right? Because you have to like get frustrated to the point where you're bored with being frustrated and you're like, okay, I need to... How can I like undo this? I focus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you do start to focus, and then eventually it dissipates. Rao, while that's happening, are you doing anything? Because this is going to be a little while. I think at first, because we're talking like like a couple hours, probably maybe even. I don't know if it's necessarily that long, but a stretch of time. A lot. I mean, thirty minutes in this is 
excessively yeah. long waiting time. Well, what I mean is like, yeah, he's standing sentinel for a while outside looking his, as dignified as he can. And then he starts to eventually get bored because nothing is going on in this place. Eventually, he's going to like wander around and like, because we're, we're pretty close to the mirror, right? Oh, yeah. You're like yeah, right by yeah, it. Yeah. So eventually, he wanders over the mirror and like starts tapping on it. This thing is made of gold, right? Yeah. Very shiny gold. You can see the sky reflected in it. And there's plenty of like arcane carvings in it as well. Again, he's like tapping on it, running his fingers along the carvings, like just feeling them, looking at the gold and then at the sky, and then back at the gold. Uh, I'll say just because uh, you're a desert people, you'd probably pick up on this anyway. You realize that since you're looking up at the sky, that the sun has not moved at all since you guys have been in here. He ruminates on that for a while. Just kind of standing and staring, not at the sun, but pretty fucking close to the sun. What an interesting question. What does your character do when they're bored? Because it's like, this is, I have a security job right now is what it is. Is this mirror warm? I think it's actually very cold. That's interesting. Sitting in the sun all day. How warm is it here? Pleasant. If you wanted to wear a jacket, you could. If you didn't want to, you wouldn't have to. I imagine there's some there's some nice music coming out of like some speakers on the side of the the the, the building. But yeah, most of the time I think Rao is trying to look as not bored as he can while being really really bored for a while. I think while this is happening, maybe about mm, 25 minutes in or so, the gardener slash sentry. Oh dear God, <laughs> comes around. <laughs> Is he just like sauntering over? <laughs> uh, no, th- uh, they are carrying a uh, like a a fine vase full of water and watering plants. It doesn't seem to pay you any mind, really. Is there anything here for me to hide behind? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's gonna be like statues and stuff here, just to kind of scattered about. I'm like following this thing around, just hiding behind it and like looking at it and trying to figure out what the hell it is. I mean, do you want to discern realities off of that? No, not right. especially. I don't think I'm actually learning anything here. <laughs> I've al- I've already decided what it is. <laughs> magic. It's magic. Therefore, I can't comprehend it. Because God, it's magic. Oh, what's What sucks here is I'm not really trying to be funny. It's just that, like, I'm fucking scared of everything here now. It's <laughs> so good. Uh... All right. Uh, yeah, it eventually like kind of disappears from view as it's making its way through the, through the the yard, through the garden. Does it just keep going farther down? Yeah, it's just watering plants. <laughs> Again, I'm not. I would not understand that either. Watering <laughs> watering plants is. I'm not entirely certain something I'd be able to comprehend, <laughs> or at least not recognize as a thing right away. Well, you probably don't understand yards and yard upkeep. That's that's mostly what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I love the the visual of this guy, this like golem watering the plants behind me, like reading off the menu of the last dinner I had in the palace. Like, yeah, it definitely just... it definitely looks at you, and then, but then it just keeps going on. Probably not the weirdest shit that's happened in this garden. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I think you have finally broken this the spell on yourself. <sighs> I swear, when I get out of this spell and it is reversed, I am going to admonish you into the ground. You have been so frustrating to me. And I th- like, Omid is also crisscross applesauce. 
like across from, and I think you just hear. No, you're that tied line. up still. I uh, my hands are tied up, right? Are they behind my back? Yeah. Yeah, I think I got. I mean, okay, I, fine. Yeah, I mean, I I sat up after you walked as as when Raoul walked away. I like did the eye poke out and was like, okay, he's gone. I'm gonna sit up now, and hopefully I can get this thing. And that's that's the last thing that you hear, Gashana. Raoul, I did it. Oh, it worked. Is it back? Yes, you're. We can understand you now. Rao, I have been freed from the dark temptations. Please un- unbind my hands so that I may thank you for all that you have done. What was it like? Are you are you all right? Are you feeling okay? As he as he walks over and begins to to cut the rope that he had he had tied you with. Hold on, hold on. You're entering the ritual circle. Yes. All right, that's fine. <laughs> well, Gashana had said that it's it's fine now. Fair. Though that is, I think he hesitated at the at the circle at the edge. Like, oh no, it's fine. It's fine. Please come in. The 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 magical circle has deactivated, and now the grounds are safe for you to walk. As he like tiptoes into the into the the circle and and cuts the rope that's holding you. As the final strands are cut, and Omid uh, stretches out his knuckles with his other palm, Rao. Omid? Should we just not tell him, Gashana? It's easier that way. Maybe, no, it might be worse. I was never possessed, my dear. Ra was like coiling up this rope. What? Never. I was not possessed at all. Did you notice me trying to kill you at all? Or take your body? Did I do anything? Except maybe exclaim a little bit, because you were treating me rather rough when you knocked me down the stairs. You spoke in tongues. I, I thought perhaps I had stunned the beast. You are a very powerful man, but no. Mostly you just made me angry, and I did not like it. Rao kind of shrinks a little bit, like, as collapses as a person. I don't really know how to say this. His, he draws his shoulders in a little bit and continues coiling up the rope and doesn't say anything else. Most of the magic you and I have encountered has been, well, damn it all, it's been scary. Magic is strange and different. I tried to do something outside of what I thought I was capable of, and I found side effects within it. I do not know a lot about magic, but I am trying to understand it better. Please don't throw me downstairs again. That hurt. Sorry. I believe we are making our way somewhere else. Kishana? You can unmark your week, by the way, too. Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, you were sitting there for a while. You guys are standing at the golden mirror. Perhaps. And she gestures at this massive golden mirror. We're already here, and the, the look we gave it earlier was cursory at best. Perhaps we can discover more of it now that we know some of the nature of this place. Wiki Wild. Wiki Wiki, Wiki, Wiki Wild. Wild. <laughs> Jim West. Desperado. <laughs>
I'm glad that everybody knew exactly what was no, happening. All as we us, all grew all up at the exact the same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> more like, than once. We saw this in and the Independence Ooh, more Day. More than once in the theaters. I'm sorry. I saw it more than once in the theaters. Well, let's be honest. I think our, our, our age group saw adult. a lot of Will Smith in the theaters. Oh, we saw oh, this sure. Independence Day. Men in Black. Men in Black. Like we all saw. Like we saw his whole Independence old, Day is a movie beyond reproach. Let's. Oh, Independence Day is the best one of those probably. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It is not beyond reproach. It's not good. It's not beyond reproach, but in the way that like I'm my eight year old self would say that yes. Ali and I sat down to watch Wild Wild <laughs> West like two months ago, and we got like fifteen minutes into that, and I'm like, yeah, it's real, it's real, real shit. Bad. No, let's let's try to watch Bright, and then we made it five seconds into. Why that. would you just go to another? Will I enjoy Smith that you were cool. like, well, we're not going to get outside of Will Smith tonight. Said, That's just, the theme. <laughs> I just wanted to watch Will Smith. That's the theme. Did you? You so say you didn't get through Bright? No, God, no. I believe I've said it on the podcast before. Yeah, it's trash. Yeah, that movie's our f- real, real bad. We had our fresh mints of Bel Air drinks, like, ready to go, and it's just... <laughs> we we, we got to do it. I just got to find... It's it's served in a bell. It's just mint in a bell with f- rum. <laughs> air. Oh, no, I, with air. Oh. It's just air in a bell oh, with sure. mint. Mm, yeah. Oh, Ref- come on. Refreshing. I, I thought that was pretty good. It's fresh mint. In a bell with air. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> You're your own best audience, I guess. <laughs> Fuck all of you. I don't need to impress you. I don't give a shit. I'm sure you don't. That is readily apparent. Listen, man, you're the one watching fucking Will Smith movies all night. Obviously, I didn't finish either of them. That doesn't matter. Not, the intention's there. It's not there. better that you yeah. just like couldn't pick a shitty movie to watch. Oh, yeah. The fact that you were like, you know what? No, another Will Smith movie. This one will fix it. Bright. The classic Netflix movie Bright. The, the will... universally banned Bright. I thought it I thought it would be fun bad, but then he got to Fairy Lives Don't Matter. I'm like, I can't. I can't. Immediately. Uh, Jesus. Oof. Hey Netflix, sorry about not getting that sponsorship. God, if we were never mind. Let's let's ignore the fat. Let's ignore the well, dream. Imagine we ever, this thing that we would never ever get sponsored by. Just go to Netflix.com/slash/chimeracast. Yeah, I'm at the bar somewhere. I feel like, like I can eventually like pass a it. shitty gambling website. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with dice. I like it. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think we're uh, lots of crosses. Ooh, we're gamble for a on our games. Do live probably. games and let people gamble on it. The over-under on how badly Ryan's going to roll. <laughs> <laughs> the over-under on how many fails you have. I can see Betty Nons get placed on that.